Welcome to the Community of Hope Church podcast. Our church exists to interest disinterested people in Jesus Christ and then grow together into fully devoted followers of Him. So wherever you are, we hope you find this message helpful, practical, and applicable to your life. God bless. Rebecca Manuel and I am the student pastor here. Um, as some of you have probably noticed, um, I am not Pastor Trevor. Uh, I do not have a super cool beard. Uh, actually, Pastor Trevor is over at our West Campus and our lead pastor, Pastor Dale, um, he is actually at a wedding this weekend. And so uh, I get to start off my new year right here with you guys at the East Campus. So Happy New Year's. Um, I say this every time I get to preach with you guys, but I just, I just love getting to be here with you. Um, I love it because we're just an awesome community and an awesome family, but I also love it because I know you guys got my back. So if this doesn't go well, let's all agree that we're just gonna tell Dale that it was great, okay? Can we do that? Thumbs up, are we just like, all of us are like, in agreement that that's what we're going to do? All right, so uh, for those of you who have been joining with us last month, you know that we collected a missions offering. And we are really excited to announce what that looks like. And so Pastor Dale and Pastor Trevor are going to do that next week. And that's super exciting. And so if you also wanted to still participate in that and you didn't get a chance to, you can still do that. It is not too late. And so you can check out that on our website. Also, another exciting thing is that God was moving in 2020. And so here at Community of Hope, this Christmas that just passed was our number one largest attended Christmas in the history of Community of Hope. And so that's awesome. That is an exciting win to 2020. And so it's the new year. Congratulations. We made it out of 2020, we hit it here. Yes, there, there was a woo, there's an amen to that, right? We made it out of it. And I, I don't know like uh, about you, but like my standard for 2021, real low. Like it's like real low. You know, like when you're hungry and you're like really hungry and you haven't eaten all day and you get home and you like make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And for some reason, that peanut butter and jelly sandwich is the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich you've ever had in your entire life. That's how I feel about 2021. It doesn't need to be good. I just don't want it to be bad, right? Like that's where I'm at, right? Like it doesn't need to be anything special. It can be boring. Like I, my New Year's resolution is that 2021 is the most boring year that I have ever. And that's my, that's my just like my prayer for us, right? It's like just 2021, like let's just get into it, right? It's kind of like um, when my mom would take us to the grocery store and before we would go in, she would kind of give us a prep, like a pep talk in the car. Like, listen, we're going inside this grocery store. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. Don't touch nothing. Don't look at nothing. Don't smell anything. Like, just get in, get out. No problems, right? I feel like that's how my attitude is towards 2021, right? Like, let's just get in. Let's just go in, get out. And so since we're starting off the new year, we are starting a new series that we're calling Get Your Life Back. Get your life back. 
And we're, we're basing it off of this book pretty loosely. And so uh, as we dive into this, we're going to talk about deeply practical ways that we can live a life that lines up with Christ. Get your life back. And so I don't know about you, but I feel like this season of life that I've kind of just come out of has honestly been just kind of weird. Like, can I say that? Like, I don't know if, like, for you it's been weird, but for me it's just been weird. Like, I feel like I had kind of a little bit of, like, a loss of control. Like, it was just, like, a weird year in general, and I feel like it's been a little bit out of control. And I feel like the theme for 2020 in a lot of ways has been loss. Like, maybe loss for the better or loss for the worse, but I feel like we've all kind of lost something. Like, maybe, like, you know, like, we lost toilet paper. Uh... Some of us lost our minds on Facebook. Nudge, nudge. Lots of persons here left, right? Uh, some of us, uh, uh, we lost uh, community. We lost celebrations. We lost traditions. We lost jobs. We lost relationships. And some of us uh, even lost loved ones. There's been a lot of loss. And so maybe you have kind of felt like parts of your life have been stolen or lost or maybe even just misplaced. It's been a weird season of loss. And maybe 2020, we were like, Rebecca, like, no, no, listen, like, it wasn't even 2020 that was lost. Like, I've just been feeling lost since, like, 2020 before that and and 2019 and 2018 and maybe you're just in a season of loss and and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about how to get your life back so there has been some pain but we're gonna talk about what it looks like to go into that and I feel like we're kind of all entering into this next season wanting to fix things Like we're looking for a way to fix things, a way to make things better. Like we love to fix things. So um, uh, about two years ago, uh, I bought my dream car. I bought my dream car. It was my first car that I ever got to buy and I bought it for myself. It was a 1996 Jeep Cherokee. Everybody say like, ooh, ah. I know, it's like a hot ride, right? And so I bought this Jeep Cherokee and I loved her so much. I mean, I loved her so much for like the first three weeks because then she just started breaking down every single day. And so I went on this trip um, and we, I went to go visit a, a student who had graduated. And so we had, I had driven across coast and like, it was great. She had gotten there, like praise the Lord. And like on the way back, I decided, you know what? Like I'm going to stop by uh, Lake Okeechobee. I'm going to take a scenic photo because you know, my Jeep looks so cool. So I like stopped and I took a photo and I like hit the emergency brake on. And like, it was like this whole thing, took a bunch of photos. And I was like, all right, we're good to go. Like I let's like, like I'm, I'm going to head home now. And so I started driving down the road and like all of a sudden I realized oh oh my gosh I'm pressing down all the way on the gas but she's like not accelerating like we're going like 15 on a highway and so now I'm starting to panic because I'm like what's happening like what's going on and then you know you're starting to smell like a little bit of smoke and so I'm like all right I'm gonna pull out so I pull off the road and I'm like what is going on I don't know anything about cars like genuinely nothing so like I'm like on google like why is my jeep Cherokee 1996 not working and like panicking about it 
And so I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So there I am, like on the side of the road, I'm laying under my Jeep Cherokee. I don't know why, because you do that in the movie. So I thought that's how you fixed it. So I'm like laying under it, like trying to figure out why it's not working. Uh, and I'm freaking out. I call my dad uh, and you know, it's a good thing. So I call him and my dad's like, all right, walk me through it. What's going on? Uh, what does it look like? He's like, well, did you, I mean, Rebecca, did you, did you check the emergency brake? Like, did you, did you see if the emergency brake was on? And I like got in the car and I like realized, oh man, <laughs> the emergency brake is still on. And so I like pushed the emergency brake down. Yeah, I drove for like almost a mile with my emergency brake on guys. Like that's really, that's genuinely what happened, right? I feel like we're all looking for a fix and sometimes that fix is right in front of our faces. The solution is so easy, but we make it so complicated trying to figure out how to fix things. All right, so I want you guys to pull your notes with me and turn in your Bibles to Matthew 11, 28, 30. We're gonna jump into God's word today. You see, Jesus has this beautiful invitation for every single one of us who feel lost. He gives us this beautiful invitation for the people who feel like something has been stolen, lost, or misplaced. Matthew reads this, it says, "'Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, "'and I will give you rest. "'Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, "'for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You guys bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you grateful. Grateful that you're a God who speaks to us. Grateful that you're a God whose burden is light. So Lord, we pray that you open up our hearts now so that we can receive what we need to receive from you. In your name we pray, amen. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Jesus is talking to a specific group of people. He's talking to those who are weary and burdened. If you are here today and you have ever felt weary or burdened, Jesus is talking to you. I mean, have you felt that way? Have you felt that way this year? Or maybe you feeling that way today? Weary and burdened. What Jesus means here is people who are tired of trying and things not seeming to get any better. People who are tired of, of working and working and working and things still just feeling the same, they're weary, they're burdened, they're weighed down. It's uh, kind of funny because uh, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest, I'm a try hard. Like I just love to try to fix things. Like if something is broken, I'm gonna fix it. Like that's just like my mindset, right? And I like don't think it through very well. Like if I'm like, if it's broken, I'm gonna fix it. I have no idea how to fix it. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna make it up. I'm gonna come up with it. When I was younger, um, I lived in this neighborhood and um, we, there was a bunch of neighborhood kids. We were like the cool crew. 
we're awesome. And so I was like, you know what, what we're going to do? Like, we're like, one day we decided, like, we're going to go into the garage of one of our, uh, one of the dad's houses, and we're going to take pictures on his motorcycle. Uh, me and taking pictures, I'm not going to do that anymore. I just realized that just now. So we go and we're like, you know what, we're going to take pictures on this motorcycle. So we get on this motorcycle, and we're like all taking pictures, we're taking turns. We're like, this is really fun, but we need to make it authentic. We need, to, we need to start the motorcycle, obviously. And so we like turn on the motorcycle, it's in the garage. We're like, this is a good time. And then uh, as uh, I'm sitting on the motorcycle, my friend thinks it's gonna be really funny to you know, like me, little 12 year old me sitting on this motorcycle. My friend thinks it's gonna be funny to rev the engine. And so as he revs the engine, I just happen to like not have my foot on any brake. I don't even know how this happens. It just lunges forward into the wall, just like big hole in the wall. So like obviously, because we're like godly children, you know, we're like, what are we going to do? We, we tell their parents. No, no, that's not what we did. Instead, I say, I'm going to fix it. I got this. So we get construction paper because that's how you fix drywall. And we take this construction paper and we put it and we tape it onto the wall. And we like shove it into the wall. We're trying to like fill it up. We tape it. We get um, scotch tape. And we like tape the scotch tape over it. We take paint. We put it on there. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he ever found that hole. Um, and also, he attends church here. So, Mr. Bill, I'm sorry. This is my confession to you. Uh, and so, I just try to fix things. Whatever way possible, I just want to fix it and make it better. And that can become a trap, right? We can start to think, man, things are tough. I need to fix it. If I could just get this job, or if I could just make this much money, or if I could just get this house, or this car paid off, or, or this thing, or if I could just become this way, or if my husband could just put the dishes in the dishwasher, or this, this things would be so much better if I could just fix this, uh, if they come out with a vaccine, if, if this person is president everything will be better. It will just be fixed. And we can get caught up, stuck on trying to fix things the wrong way. But here's the thing. The only fix that lasts is God's solution. Listen, those fixes are great, but they will not work forever. Uh, one of my favorite stories from scripture is in Genesis 16, um, and it's the story of Sarai and Abram. And Sarai was told that she was going to become pregnant with a baby, uh, but she was older. And so she was like, there's just no way this is going to happen. It's been too long. It's taking a long time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take it into my own hands. And God had said, no, you're going to have a baby. Just trust me. And then she goes and, and she tries to come up with a solution. And she ends up having uh, her, ha her handmaid, her servant, go and sleep with Abram so that they can have a baby. And all of this happens and it creates this big mess. Because that's what happens when we try to take things into our own hands and fix things. It creates messes. We need a better fix. And Jesus offers us an invitation. He hands us the solution. So Matthew 11 is one of the four gospels. It's one of the four stories of Jesus's life. And it was written for a Jewish audience. And Jesus is, uh, honestly, he's kind of going off on a little bit of a rant here in, the, in this passage. Because during this time in the Jewish faith, People believed that in order to make things better, they had to do everything right. 
And so they were trying really, really, really hard to follow all of the laws and do all of the things. And so Jesus is kind of saying, hey, yeah, you know what you can do to make it better? (laughs) I'm going to tell you. And they're like probably like really listening, you know, like, oh my gosh, what is he going to do? He's going to give me a formula for life. And he says, come to me. Come to me and take my yoke. Just come to me. So Jesus was an incredible rabbi, and all rabbis had two things. They had people who followed them, disciples, and they also had a yoke. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I grew up in the church, um, and so I learned how to speak Christianese. Uh, Christianese is just like the language that's really weird that you learn if you've been in the church for a long time. Um, Some examples of this are like, bless his heart really doesn't mean bless his heart. It means he's dumb. Um, Also like, I'm in a season of singleness. Like that actually just means that they're not interested in you at all, right? Or like, hey, oh my goodness, Like, did you hear about Debbie's son? We need to, I'm only going to tell you because we need to pray for them. That just means that they want to gossip, right? Or what about, this is my favorite one. Um, Actually, Rebecca, I'm not called to student ministry. That's not my spiritual gift. That actually just means you're a sinner. (laughs) Wink, wink, see me after service, okay? And so we have these like Christianese language and I remember growing up hearing this verse about being like yoked, yoked. And I was like, what in the world is a yoke? Like this makes no sense, right? Like being yoked. Does it mean working out? Because I do not do that. So that doesn't sound fun, right? Or like, does it mean like eggs, like scrambled eggs? Like I don't, like what is this world, is this yoke thing? And then I learned that actually uh, a yoke was a tool used for farming. And so there would be these two ox, and they would lay this bar on top of the ox, and then this yoke would be used to, to even out and distribute the weight. So it would make the load that they were pulling easier. And so I read that, and I was still confused because I was like, wait, I thought Jesus was a carpenter. Like, am I supposed to garden with him? Like, I don't... Like, I don't understand. Like, gardening with Jesus would be my dream come true. But, like, I don't, I don't think that that's what he means by that. And it's not. Actually, what he means by this is it's that a yoke was a common idiom used in ancient times. And so a rabbi's yoke was the method in which they taught people how to live life. It represented this, this shared burden, this shared way of doing life. It was about how to carry the weight of life. And so here's the beautiful thing about our God. He has invited us to take this yoke, to take this, this tool that will help us live our lives in a way that he's going to share the load with us. He's going to share the burden. So here's the the point, is that Jesus offers a lifestyle. He offers a lifestyle. That's what a yoke is. 
The yoke is Jesus' way of living, and his yoke is easy. Uh, We sang the song earlier this morning. uh, The worship band led us this morning. uh, You are the way, the truth, and the life. And I feel like all of us can kind of, at some point, we can go like, yeah, like he's, yes, he's the way. Like, he's the way. Jesus is the way. I believe in him. He's the life. Yeah, like he's, he's life. Like he's, he's these things. But like, it, but life, what does that mean? He's the life. It's really easy for us to get trapped in this idea of like, I'm good and I'm covered. I go to church on Sunday. I read my Bible. We pray before we eat. Like, I'm, I'm good. But the thing is that our God is so incredible that he wants more for your life than just that. He wants to share all of your burdens with him. He wants every single aspect of who you are to be in relationship with him, to be free in him, to feel loved and be good in him. The term Christian literally just means little Christs. We are all called just to be little Christ. He wants to take your yoke. And he wants to transform every single part of your life. All of your habits, all of your practices, all of your disciplines, all of the ways that you make decisions. God wants to be a part of that. He wants your life to look like Jesus's. He wants you to bear his yoke because it is way better. Because it is light. And his burden is easy. And so over the next couple of weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to dive in to ways that we can live like that with Christ. Because Jesus offers a lifestyle that leads to rest. It says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. You see, There are benefits to living like Christ. And he tells us that one of those benefits is rest. And and not just like rest, like relaxation, right? So like I love to rest, right? Like I will run myself uh, into the ground and I will be like, you know what now I need to do? I need to go watch every single episode I can of Friends, and then I'm going to be fine, right? And then I just like, we'll go and I'll just be like, I just got to binge the show and I'm just going to be like, it's just going to be great, right? I recently watched the Star Wars trilogies for the first time in my whole life. And oh my gosh, like I, what an amazing time that was, right? Like just a like, wonderful experience. But here's the thing, like after that, I still felt weighed down. I still felt tired, Probably because I like stayed up for like 24 hours straight, but like also because that is not the rest that God is referring to here. He's referring to a rest that is deeper than that. He's referring to a kind of rest with your soul. Rest that goes beyond your circumstances. When we just come to him, and live our lives looking like his life, he gives us rest. He goes, I'll share it with you. Stick with me. Go shoulder to shoulder with me in life, and I will give you rest. 
Psalms 55, 22 reads this. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. That's him saying, hey, give me all of it and I'm gonna give you rest. I'm gonna take care of you. My back is stronger than your back. This is a gift that he's offering us and there are no prerequisites, no requirements other than just come and pick it up. Here's the thing. Life is harder without Jesus. I get stuck all the time and fall into the temptation of man. I just, if I tried harder, if I just did this a little better, maybe, maybe it would just work out. Uh, I, um, I, like I said, grew up in the church um, and recently I shared this story with the students, but I grew up in the church and um, I was a try hard. So I had to memorize all of the Bible verses so that I can impress everybody at Sunday school, right? You know, like I was the cool kid. And so I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta memorize all these verses. I gotta remember all these things. I gotta act a certain way. Um, and I remember going to church camp one year actually. Um, and while I was at church camp, I was looking around and I was noticing that everybody was like raising their hands. And that was weird because I like went to a really traditional church. So like I just like sat down, stood up, sat down, stood up. So I was like a little confused. And people like had their eyes closed and they were crying and people were talking about like how transformed their lives were. And I was so, so confused and also honestly ridiculously bummed out because I was like, I don't have that. Something is missing. Something is, something's not right. And I was angry because I had been trying so hard and I couldn't figure it out. So there I am like weeping, like crying. And my youth pastor comes up to me and she looks at me and she's like, Rebecca, what's going on? And I tell her like, listen, I've been trying so hard. And for some reason, like I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding. And I'll, I'll never forget this, but she looked at me and she said, Rebecca, what if I told you that before Jesus even knew, before you even knew Jesus, before you even were birthed on this planet, he died for you without you having to do anything. All you have to do is come to him and pick up his yoke, live life with him. And it's gonna be okay. And I remember uh, thinking that in my head and thinking like, no, there must be a way that I can like try harder. She's like, no, Jesus did it. He accomplished it. Just come to him. Here's the, the truth about the yoke. When ox are working together and they have this on their, their back, the yoke on their back, they're being led by their master. When you are under the yoke of Christ, you are being led by God. You have given up control. You have surrendered to his ways. The load is not lighter because it doesn't exist anymore. It's still there. It's lighter because you've given part of it to him and he's helping you carry it. When I'm yoked with Jesus, we're moving together in the same direction. When I'm yoked with Jesus... We're going at the same pace. I'm not outrunning him. I'm not going too slow. When I'm yoked with Jesus, we're going to the same place at the same time and it is restful in my soul. He sets the direction and he sets the pace. 
Matthew 16, 24 says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Anybody who wants to follow Jesus just has to let him lead, right? Jesus wants to be in the driver's seat and that's really good news for me because I'm a terrible driver and I never know where I'm going. (laughs) But he does. And he wants to take lead and he wants you to come to him and he wants you to live life with him. And so uh, I just want to take a second now uh, to call out some of the believers in the room. Um, and Pastor Trevor actually did this to me um, and, told, and told me this. Um, and it was kind of like a shock in the, to the system. But Pastor Trevor was talking about, to me, um, how, how rest was a fruit of following Christ. How rest was a fruit of living a lifestyle that looked like Christ. And how burnout was evidence that I was not trusting him. Ouch. Rest is the evidence of following the teacher. That's hard for me. I feel like there are some of us here who our souls need rest. And what Jesus is saying to you is come to me and take on my yoke. Live life the way that I modeled it. I gave you a blueprint. And I will bring you rest. Not because the circumstances aren't going to still be hard. But because I am a God of restoration. Here's the main point of the whole series. Jesus offers a lifestyle that leads to rest because he is the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my work is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is the ultimate rest. When you think about God, in what ways do you think about him? When you think of God, do you think of a God who wants to bring you rest? Uh, We're going to... Take a minute now, and I want you to just close your eyes. I want us to take a second to evaluate our hearts. Uh, The psalmist teaches that when we ask the Lord to search our hearts, that he'll reveal things to us. And so I want us to walk through these questions. Just ask yourself, how is your soul? How is your soul this morning? When was the last time that you felt rested? When was the last time that you felt deeply loved? Are you excited about the future? about 2021? 
often do you feel lighthearted? If you are weary and burdened, if you are looking for a fix, if you want to get your life back, this is Jesus's invitation to come to him. For those of us who follow Christ, this is our invitation to pick up his yoke, to live shoulder to shoulder with him as we walk through life. Jesus wants every single part of you. Dear God, we come to you now. We just come to you now. Grateful that you're a God who knew that we would need a little extra direction And so you came here and lived with us so that we could take your yoke, we could take your lifestyle, and we could receive the rest that our souls long for. Lord, we love you. Amen.